0: Truly, truly I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. The Lord Jesus Christ spoke these words 2,000 years ago, but their meaning and significance for us today are just as important as when he spoke them then. In fact, our life and death, they're a matter of life and death because being born again is a matter of life and death let's look back at this passage in John chapter 3 the gospel of John which is in the Bible chapter 3 and look at the context of this conversation Jesus was speaking with a man named Nicodemus and he was a very intelligent very erudite scholarly, religious leader of his day, of the Jews. It's interesting to note that a man who seemed to have it all together came to Jesus with questions. No matter how much we know, it's important to come to Jesus with humility and sincerity, and he will show us the way. Now there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. Now, how many of us have been born? We all thank the Lord for our mothers, right? Who gave us life. Physically, we were born from our mothers. But think of how silly, how preposterous it would be to be born a second time in our mother's womb after we've grown up. Of course, this is not what Jesus meant. So what did he mean by being born again? Let's start at back at the beginning, back in the book of Genesis, which is the book of beginnings. And in Genesis chapter 2, we read in verse 7, Then the Lord God formed the man of the dust of the ground, and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living creature. God, the God of the Bible, the one true God, Yahweh, he is the giver of life. And so we see here that God created man differently than all the animals. With the other parts of creation and the animals, God, God spoke and they came into existence but here God takes the care to form the man from the dust of the ground and then to breathe into his nostrils the breath of life and so we also see that he created them male and female in the first chapter of Genesis and he created Eve in a very very personal way as well and so God is the giver of the physical life and the spiritual life that he breathes into man and so we look at this we are created so fearfully and wonderfully it says in Psalm 139 you speaking to God you formed my inward parts you knitted me together in my mother's womb I praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made wonderful are your works my soul knows it very well So King David was saying to God that his creation how he created men man and women it's wonderful It's amazing just to think of the human body and then that's the physical part but Jesus was talking about being born again spiritually right because he said back in John chapter 3 in verse 6 that which is born of flesh is flesh that which is born of the spirit is spirit so why is the spirit so important well we can't know or worship God rightly unless we worship him with our spirits Jesus said God is spirit and those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth you see God created us with a human body of course the flesh that we have that we can see that we can touch with and um, use for with our five senses and that's the physical But then there's the soul, which is our mind, will, and emotions. What makes our personality. And then there's the spirit. And the spirit is the part of us that relates to God. Because God is spirit. And so, to relate to him, we have to relate to him with our spirits. Paul said in Romans 1.9, For God is my witness, whom I serve with my spirit. And in 1 Corinthians 6 17, he who is joined to the Lord becomes one spirit with him. And one more in Romans 8:16, the Spirit Himself, that's the Holy Spirit, God's Spirit, bears witness with our Spirit that we are children of God. So our spirits indeed are the part of us that relates to God. Now here's the problem God created us perfect he created Adam and Eve and they had perfect relationship with him and one another peace they talked with each other they were laid to each other there was nothing bad no sin but then as we know it says in Romans 5.12 just as sin came into the world through one man and death through sin and so death spread to all men because all sinned we know that Adam and Eve, the first man and woman, they eventually chose to disobey God and they took the fruit and ate it and without getting into all the details of what happened there they disobeyed and as it says here that's how death came into the world physical death but also spiritual death it says in Isaiah chapter 59 verse 2 your iniquities have made a separation between you and your God and your sins have hidden his face from you so that he does not hear our sins cause a separation and that's where the spiritual death comes in Romans 6.23 says the wages of sin is death. So apart from Jesus Christ, not only are our bodies physically dying, as we know has happened after the curse, after Adam and Eve sinned, but our spirits, apart from the Lord, are dead as well. So bodies physically dying and our spirits are dead. This is a bad situation, isn't it? Paul says in Romans seven, "I was once alive apart from the law, but when the commandment came, sin came alive, and I died." Paul is saying, when God's righteous law of what is what is right, what is the right way to live, the right way to relate to God and to other people, when that commandment came, then that it exposed the sin, and the sin came alive and there was that spiritual death that separation from God Ephesians 2, one says and you were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked so this is talking to believers who at one time were dead now that's not talking about physically in this sense this is talking about spiritually they were dead in their sins but then something happened and that's the good news and so Jesus Christ, God's Son, who came into the world and lived a perfect life as fully God and fully man He is the spiritual life giver He said, I am the resurrection and the life Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die He asks, do you believe this? Jesus also said I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father except through Him. Jesus is the life. And so, He is the source of becoming born again, born of the Spirit. And so, this part of us, looking back at what we just talked about, this part of us was dead spiritually, separated from God, our spirit man. And then... That's that's how everyone, actually, was, was born into this world, right? Because of Adam, everyone was born into this world, physically alive, but spiritually separated from God because of our sin. But, the good news is, Jesus says there is a remedy, there is a way for our spirits to be made alive, to be born again. And that's back in the chapter of John, excuse me, the book of John, chapter 3 he says picking up in chapter 3 verse 14 and as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness so must the son of man be lifted up that whoever believes in him may have eternal life for God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world but in order that the world might be saved through him whoever believes in him is not condemned but whoever does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only son of God and so here it is this is how we can be born again it's by believing He who believes in the Son has life. It says at the end of this chapter, in verse 36, Whoever believes in the Son has eternal life. Whoever does not obey the Son of God shall not see life, but the wrath of God remains on him. Another time Jesus was asked, What is it to do the work of God? He said, To believe in the one he has sent. To believe in Jesus Christ. So Jesus is the way to be born again. And, to believe comes from the word faith which in greek is a word pisteuo it means to be persuaded and so to have faith in the lord jesus is to be persuaded that what he did his sacrifice in the cross for us personally that that is his sacrifice was enough and so when people asked about what they should do when they were confronted with their sin their separation from God that they were in danger of hell and this was all laid out for them this is what Peter told them he said repent which means to have a change of mind and turn away from the sin towards Jesus Christ and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit this is in Acts chapter 2 38 there it is it's to turn away from our sin turning away from breaking God's laws and doing the things that we know displease God, grieves his heart makes him sad and turning from that to Jesus Christ and then the baptism in the water is a it's an outward sign, a symbol of dying to the old way of living and becoming alive in Jesus Christ in his life and then it says for the forgiveness of your sins your sins will be wiped out forgiven and you will see the gift of the Holy Spirit which brings your spirit to life and joins uh, your spirit like it says in the earlier passage we quoted in Corinthians his spirit is joined to our spirit and so being saved from our sin and born again is a matter of faith in Jesus Christ and God does the saving he brings our spirits to life listen to this special passage in Titus he says he saved us not because of works done by us in righteousness but according to his own mercy by the washing of regeneration and renewal of the Holy Spirit whom he poured out on us richly through Jesus Christ our Savior so that being justified, that means to be made right in his sight, by his grace, so that being justified by his grace, we might become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. There it is that word life again. And this is eternal life that starts now, with our spirits being made alive, and continues through eternity. And so, what does it take to be born again? Well, it's a simple a simple act of receiving receiving a free gift it's it's recognizing that God created you he loves you we've sinned we messed up and believing that Jesus did all these things for us personally for you personally he came to earth and died on the cross and took your sins and then he came alive again so he could take away your sins and exchange the scripture says he became sin for us even though he didn't have any he became sin for us and so that we might become his righteousness have his purity his goodness and so it's a simple act of believing that he did that for us and receiving that gift and then like the scripture says that we, he promises his holy spirit and his holy spirit will make our spirit come alive so if you haven't done this this is this is the single most important thing you could ever do in being prepared for Jesus to come back because like Jesus said unless one is born again he cannot see the kingdom of God so have you been born again have you been born again of the Spirit of God I ask you this because I care about you because The greatest thing you could ever do and the most important and the most simple thing uh, and the most life-changing it says in first john 5 whoever believes in the son of god has a testimony in himself whoever does not believe god has made him a liar because he has not believed in the testimony that god born concerning his son and this is the testimony that god gave us eternal life and this life is in his son whoever has the son has life where he does not have the Son of God does not have life. do you have the son? Do you have life and you'll know if you if you have a desire to to obey what Jesus says in his word to to love the Lord to love God, to love your neighbor as yourself, if you have those desires to do good things not to earn his favor but just because you love him, Jesus said. That if you love me you'll keep my commandments he said if you love me you'll keep my commandments and so that's a sign that we truly love him is that we keep his commandments but it's not a matter of earning his favor it's a simple act of faith by which we are born again and then obeying him doing what's right is the fruit of that relationship thank you for joining me today I hope this has been clear if you have any questions feel free to message me on messenger or facebook I want to close with this scripture because it's a beautiful description of coming alive in Christ being born again it says in Ephesians chapter 2 4-5 through 5, but God being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us even when we were dead in our trespasses made us alive together with christ by grace you have been saved have you been saved today is a day of salvation if you have not do it today put your trust in jesus christ we are not guaranteed tomorrow we only have this moment today and so you, you might be ready for his return in that relationship with him found in christ Blessings to you from the Lord Jesus Christ, and we'll talk to you next time.